Welcome to Romance with a Cocktail. I'm Peter. And I'm Ashley. And we're married! Well, today uh, we are going to be discussing Wild Rain by Beverly Jenkins. This is part of her Women Who Dare series. And so it was very exciting. Doesn't that captivate you already? Mm-hmm. Women Who Dare? Uh, I read the little uh, author's note afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, this is about a cinnamon roll. I didn't know there oh, was such a Oh, you didn't know thing. that existed. Yeah. So yeah, this is a, a different... cinnamon roll. Oh, wait. This is a cinnamon roll drink? No, this is a cinnamon roll character. <laughs> I thought you decided that you like made a cinnamon roll drink in honor of the cinnamon roll character. Well, it takes place in Wyoming. So this is a Wyoming-inspired drink. Okay. This is a whiskey sour. Oh, interesting. With, let's see if you can identify the... The unique uh, differentiator of this okay. particular whiskey sour. I kind of spilled it all over the place over here. I was just trying to mix it up a little. The only whiskey sours I've ever had are like bright green and super sweet. Bright green. I swear that's the, what I remember in my whiskey sour weird. being. That was in Who college. Who knows what though. they're drinking in that. <laughs> Um, I mean, I can taste the whiskey, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure what else the flavor is. Let me try it again. No, I really don't know. Do you like it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's like a little bit. No, I mostly taste whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a whiskey sour with maple syrup. Oh, as the so that just gives it sweetness. That's it's why supposed I to have. Really taste it's it. supposed to have um, simple syrup. But maple syrup can be substituted. Oh, you didn't want to make a simple... And it does have bitters. You didn't want to make a simple syrup? Well, I didn't want it to be... um, First of all, I don't like it that sweet. Oh. And so it also has some bitters in it. Okay. And that's it? Yep, that's all. And lemon juice, of course. Yeah, always. I'm surprised we had lemon juice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That whiskey is strong. So what did you think? I'm I'm eager to hear what you thought about this novel. Well, there were some interesting historical tidbits. Mm-hmm. Um, What's historical tidbits? Dred Scott was in there. What else? Well, more the idea of like free blacks out in the West and not really having thought about that very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought that the backstory of the male lead uh was kind of interesting to think very personally about a family broken up and and what happened but then the reunification after Mm -hmm. slaves are freed was actually not a story i've heard about before because i think we don't learn about that or like thinking about what happened after Mm -hmm. for families and so i thought that was pretty interesting it's really not what this novel's about but they have that tidbit I mean, it's interesting that he's a cinnamon roll. When I read that, which was after I had read most of the book, I did actually read it before I finished the book. And the author's note. Did you know what a cinnamon roll was prior to reading that? Yeah. Like, it's like, in contrast to like an alpha, you know, like the strong male character Mm -hmm. who's kind of a jerk. Mm -hmm. And once again, our son is texting me. Oh, to let me know he has a 31-day streak on Duolingo. Oh, nice. So that's nice. Um, I mean, 
the romance itself wasn't, I mean, he was very sweet and caring to her. Mm -hmm. But there was so much other stuff going on that I felt like the romance took a backseat to it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see what would happen, but like yeah. the the like dangerous plot with the swindlers was kind of like not really wrapped up the way I wanted it to be, and like I wanted the daughter of the swindler to be the hero heroine that helped out, but she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so there were a few lot like parts of the story that kind of died away. Which left me wanting more. It was a pretty short book, and I feel like it could have been it better. Left you wanting more, huh? Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yet, well, the luckily, it's style, a woman who dares series, so you can just read the whole series and get a. No, lot. but I just wanted to go deeper into the characters because uh, I felt like it was a very direct style of writing. Mm-hmm. So it told us a lot. Yeah. But I felt like I didn't get to really see the characters do enough. You know, about a telling, not showing. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but what about you? Yeah, I wasn't that impressed by this, to be honest. Because of that? Oh no. Um, I just thought there it was like emotionally lacking. That's what I. But that's I think what I meant. Like I didn't feel connected to the characters the way I need to feel in a romance novel. Like, you really care what happens to them. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there wasn't enough emotion for me to feel that. I, there was, like, something that made it, like, disconnected for me. So, mm-hmm. like, there were there was an interesting story in there, but I felt like I wasn't invested in it. Yeah. And there was something missing. And even the story was lacking, I think. I don't know. I, mean, I think they shoehorned in uh, like this idea that she didn't want kids. And she was like, she said explicitly, oh, I wanted to write a story about somebody who didn't want kids. But for it was weird readers. that it didn't come up throughout. Like it, it wasn't something at, they grappled with. At, at like, and then at the end, he says he wants kids. And then he's he decides, just okay. Well, he decides he kids. loves her more than he loves the idea of kids. I'm sorry. That's, but they didn't, that's, it was like he didn't grapple with it enough. Because that would be a really, I'm not line. saying you would never give it up. I, I'm saying but, that's a terrible storyline. Well, to to give know. to women, like, oh, if he loves you enough, he'll give up the idea that he wants kids. That's a ridiculous thing. Find somebody else who doesn't want kids. And then you're more compatible. It's a crazy thing to say, I just love you so much. I've always dreamed about having kids, but I guess I'll give up that dream that I have in my life. That's a ridiculous storyline. Just to have them both not want kids. And then I feel much better about the whole thing. I feel That's like, interesting. I feel like he just gave up on this like thing well, that he wanted to do. the other interesting part is she he, never said He was like laying in bed with why. her, so in love with her. He was like, I just want to have babies with you and <laughs> love you for the rest of your life. And she's like, nope, sorry, bye, and walks out on him and then he's like there's no catharsis there's no like agonizing he's just like oh i guess i'm okay i'm over that, that. was, it was what like, i mean it was like a page and then he's like oh i i i didn't i didn't mean that i i don't want kids anymore well it's it doesn't so mean ridiculous. he doesn't want kids he wants her more than the kids but i agree no that there that was he, like, even, he even was like i'm a, i'm fine with not having kids as long as i can be with you on whatever terms you want them to be on. It, it, it's just not I think it's setting, 
if this is how all women who dare looks like, it's women doing whatever well, they want. Clearly it's not. And then men just totally capitulating to whatever they Oh, that's interesting. Whatever they want. It's BS. Just find men who want the same things. How about that? How about not have men give up all their dreams and aspirations? Well, I mean, most stories are women giving up their dreams. Well, I'm not saying that that's okay. But either. I do think you're. That's why, a good why point. Why not have? Why not have both of that's them? That's a really want that. actually though. That's a really good point to me. Is that typically I see it as like finding a dream together. That's romantic. Right. Like getting to a place that is like really for the two of you is romantic. And guy it, knows nothing about it. I didn't really it. think about that, but he you're bangs right. He her kind a couple of, of times, just... and then suddenly he's like, I'm going to move from D.C. to Bumble, Paradise, Wyoming, and I'm just going to live with you on whatever terms you feel. Yeah, it's almost like a rewriting of a story like where women give up things to be with men, and now you have men giving up. But you're know. right. There's not what, a... I don't know what romance novels is. you're talking about that women are giving well, something I don't, up to be with men. What romance novels well, have you Well, none read? that we read because I don't believe it's romantic. So you're right. In a weird way, it's so, now changing what, that. Name a book. Name a book where a woman gives up everything. I'm sure there are plenty in the old days that I don't read, but that's like the story of life is that women give up everything and marry a man. So she kind of switched it around. Mm -hmm. But are you sure you don't like it? Are you sure your trouble isn't just that, like, she's the dominant one in the relationship, and this is the first one we've read? Again, he's a cinnamon roll. He's not the dominant one in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And are you sure that that's not what's bothering you? I don't think so. I mean... It's fine for them to be compatible in the fact that she's assertive and he's reserved. Let's say that. Right. Right? He, he's um, studious and she's like bra- breaking stallions. Yeah. Um, that's fine. That I want them to have compatible interests. I don't want the, the submissive one or the reserved one to just give up his dreams because... He's banged a a woman twice. Like, that's ridiculous. More than twice. Because they were having a lot of times each time. Remember? And and then they did it all over the house. Of the sponge. What is the sponge? Is that a real thing? Were they using sponges um, in 1860? Yeah, that's the... Well, it's after 1860. Well, it's 1870? I don't know. Yeah, but it was... I mean, Jim Crow was starting, so... What was that? What would that make it? So that was like after Reconstruction... What is that? So that's late 1800s, probably. Oh, okay. Um, we sh- see. We need to know this history. This is embarrassing. They did say. Did they say no? He was using uh, horses still in. He talked about getting horses in the district. Oh, that's true. So it was before hmm. automobiles. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know, but it was after. It had to be after 1870. Let's say. Yeah, I think sponges were like a m- earlier. Form that they use for a long time, I'm pretty sure. So it's just putting birth control in there, this idea. Well, you know, because then I knew it. I knew, like, he was saying to his, he had that whole conversation with his dad about having freeborn children and how much that would mean to his dad. How effective were the sponges back then, do you wonder? Were they, like, 100%? No, nothing's 100%. I mean, today it's not 100%. I, I doubt it was that. You know, Elaine from Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, there was that whole episode. She, they were getting rid of the sponges, and she went around the city. She was like, I'm very, women are very loyal to their birth control. And she, 
And then, like, I if she remember. found a man that she really liked, he would be sponge-worthy, you know? Yeah. Like, that would be, like, a different level of intimacy. So, um, I guess they still use it. But it, I well, wonder if it's the same. It's probably, it has to have it's gone probably had some evolutions yeah. since 18, let's call it 90, I guess, maybe we'll call it. I don't this. know. Um, but I knew that was going to come back. I was like, oh, no. Because then he had that whole conversation, and then they mentioned the sponge in the next scene, mm-hmm. and then I was sure did. Well, he put the sponge on her. He put it in her. It goes in. Yeah, I guess that's romantic. Is sexy. that was is that, that sexy to you? I don't know. Is it? You tell me. <laughs> it feels like it would be very awkward, but you know, he is a he. Despite her being the dominant one, he's assertive in the bedroom. She doesn't, I mean, she she doesn't really know. She should know, but because she's been abused so much, but it's not been good. And so she doesn't know. She's never had like an actual loving experience before. And so she doesn't know what it can be. Mm -hmm. But it it aligns because he's so giving. He's so attentive to her needs. Right. And that's going to make him better in the bedroom too. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, he's like giving to her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Hmm. So, so he knows, he he's he's the experienced one, but he's also the assertive one. He's the one who's pushing the envelope and, and causing her to do that. That's very interesting. Even yeah, but even that's okay. even mean, when you write a let's call her a dominant figure in the bedroom, she's still submissive. Well, maybe we'll read a novel where the woman is the dominant one in the bedroom. Yes. I mean, I'm not sure I've read one, and usually they're more, like, um, more explicit, more, like, BDSM type. Oh, my God. (laughs) You've read BDSM I I was actually thinking, I'm not sure I've ever read a book. How would you know, then? Because I hear a lot of talk, and I read a lot about romance novels, and I always read the list. You're secretly reading BDSM (laughs) novels, aren't you? I'm trying to think. I, I'm not sure I've read one where the woman is a dominant, but I bet we can find. I'm well, sure she I did can find, find her one. power she at did. the end. She ended up being on top. So, as you, I wondered as, if you had noticed that, as since, you've told me, the woman finds her power and then gets on top. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I wondered if you'd noticed that that reoccurred. Well, I again. only noticed it because you called well, it now finding I, I her think power. <laughs> the last three novels we've read, that's been a. Mm-hmm. A thing that happened, but it happens in most. Yeah. Well, I'm disappointed that you didn't like it. Well, I just don't think you can learn anything about romance through this. Name one well, thing we learned about romance. I, there's nothing emotional that happens in this. It's just like. Well, she lets her guard down. It's basically all physical. No, she does let her guard down, and he like does nice things for her. Remember, she's really. She's never really had anyone treat her nicely, mm-hmm. and so he like opens the door for her. He asks her questions about that's, herself. That's so he, annoying. All that he is goes, very annoying. Like she she gets mad when he opens doors. And yeah, like but if someone's really self sufficient and really independent, yeah. it can you be a dominant, strong woman and let men do those things? And basically, and I mean, she's saying yes. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy for the woman who's always done everything on her own. And the idea that you don't do everything on your own, even if you've gotten really used to doing everything on your own, 
I mean, that's like the central idea in romance to me. Like that's that you're not doing everything by yourself, that you have found someone that. Yeah, there was one good scene, uh, one redeeming scene. Oh, Can you pick out which I one it is? I can't, clearly. You have no idea. Mm-mm. When he, when she was really upset and she crawled in and put her head yeah. on. Yeah, of course, that's what I, I mean, like that. That's the only thing you can take from this. That is not true. He did other things. No, none of it's, none of it's like useful. For, oh, he like, also punched the guy in her, to defend her. Right. But that's, as we've established, women want men who are violent with other men who do them wrong. They want it. They want. Well, would you, if someone did something to me, would you punch him in the face? I don't know. Depends. If the, if I thought it was a possibility that the person had a weapon on them and I might get shot or stabbed, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably just try to get you away from that person. But what if it was just someone who did like something mean or said something mean? So you weren't worried about a weapon, but it was literally somebody who like. It's happened before. I defend you, but I, I probably wouldn't get. Who? Point. When has that ever happened to me? Um, it happened once when you had a relative who was out of his mind for a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's true. But I mean, okay, I mean, I wouldn't. That wouldn't be romantic for you to punch him. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like it would have to be somebody that's like our age, right? Like it's I like mean, a peer. Maybe, maybe I don't know. What if someone was accosting me in a bar? Oh, of course. I mean, but then that's a different. Well, that's scenario. usually the type of situation that these people are in, where they're punching right. someone. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, I mean, I guess we do. Even the cinnamon roll is punching people. Exactly. Cinnamon roll, punching people, and dominant in the bedroom. I'm seeing I'm seeing a recurring theme regardless of the if the man is an alpha or like this person. But like he's really in touch with his feelings. He's very comfortable with the idea of liking her, loving her, mm-hmm. being with her. That's different from an alpha who typically has to be broken down mm-hmm. to recognize that he could want someone and yes. love someone. Taming the dukes, if you will. Right. What, what was it taming? No, it was always be my duchess. Yeah, but that it was part of a series. Oh, and it was going to be a series of like taming the dukes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, so there were sweet moments. I think it was just, there was. That's the only good thing because we haven't seen that. No, we and did see it. We've seen that in another novel. In The Sweetest Remedy, the Nigerian novel. Remember, she's super upset. She they he whisked her away to the pri- to the luxury resort, and she's really upset. And she crawls into bed, and he just holds her. Oh, I don't remember that. And it to me that is like that is romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. And emotional intelligence at the same time. It's both. But can you really be that romantic without emotional intelligence? No, because then it's the trappings of romance. No, you can because we saw one where the guy was Asperger's. The last one we read. He was neurodivergent, right? Yeah, because people don't really use Asperger's anymore. I know know that. My boss has told me that. Oh, good. High-functioning Autism. I didn't think they even used that anymore. I thought neurodivergent was the idea or like autistic and they don't like when you say high functioning because that like. I know, but you you have to say that. Yeah, I was because wondering what do you say people are wondering instead. how much support the person needs. Right. Oh, I think there might be a low support, high support type of oh statement God. too now. Um, 
Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. But typically, <laughs> romance. But that person also figured out how to provide what she needed. It was like, remember, like the whole birthday party, romantic getaway and everything. Mm-hmm. But like, usually it comes with emotional intelligence because you romance has to be related to what the person needs in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why flowers aren't always romantic because sometimes it's not what the person needs. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, maybe like making pho for you would not always be romantic because sometimes you wouldn't want that or need that. Do you read that the, there's a pho restaurant going in? I was wondering if you saw that because, yes, I did read that. And I, I was like. Read, I already texted our neighbors to see if they knew the owner. They don't. Oh, but too bad. <laughs> so, a little bit of a detour. So, um, yeah, th- there's like one thing to get. I mean, in my in my quest to to figure out what romance looks like from a woman's perspective, mm-hmm. that's perhaps the only thing to take away from this novel. And that's an important thing to take. I don't think take. there's anything. Because that's pretty different than all the memes you send me. Because in those memes you send me, it's usually the woman, you know, needing that, and the man is busy, like you know, humping her from behind or grabbing her. <laughs> so at least that moment in the book is mm-hmm. a contrast yeah. to a lot of what you see. That's true. And, I mean, he does give up everything because love and the relationship is more important. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something to that. Yeah. In our know. modern world, we don't do that. I guess what you can take also is... That even if you get a cinnamon roll, you got to be willing to punch people out from time to time, and you need to be dominant in the bedroom. Not dominant, giving in the bedroom, attentive to the woman's needs. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you are. You don't really need those lessons. It's pretty dominant when he puts the birth control in her. <laughs> That's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, I think that there might be another novel and, where that's And there was a point at which, towards the end, he was, like, telling her what to do. Do you remember yeah, that oh, scene? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you kind of, was like, like ooh, I kind of <laughs> like that. I think it's this idea that strong women, like, the bedroom is a place sometimes you don't want to be dominant because you can give up control. And if you're a strong woman, often you have, like, a lot of control over things and you mm-hmm. try to control things. I mean, I think that's what that is going on here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you don't want to have to think. So, you know, it's better just be told. That can be romantic, too. I hear you, sister. But she did say that this is unlike her other character, her other heroes. So I wonder if you might like another one better. This one was... This novel, this hero was different from her other heroes. So I wonder... You know, you could find. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm going to be reading her again. I don't, I, her writing's mediocre. It's yeah. very direct. I do wonder, though, if all the novels are a lot this of way. Telling. Because, again, this was short. I wonder if there are longer ones where it's, like, more in-depth. Yeah. But because it did read a little bit like a, like an old Nora that's much shorter than what she writes now. And you, mm-hmm. there's no time. You just have to say it because there's no time where you're developing the characters and things. And I did did read a little bit like that. We read an old Nora. 
And that's not. Oh how no, it was. that's not an old Nora. I'm talking like back when she was like a Harlequin silhouette writer. Oh, I wouldn't wouldn't know. Yeah, you haven't read a lot of Nora. I, thought that I was mean, an you know, Nora. probably we should have just done fifty. Noras. Noras. Next year. <laughs> next year, 50 Noras. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> Start at the beginning. Uh-huh. That won't even cover. You know she's written like 220-something bestsellers. Mm. So it would take us like... Yeah. It would take it, us like... This writer got a lifetime, a Nora Roberts Lifetime Achievement. I know. I mean, she's apparently. super well-respected oh. as like a trailblazer in romance writing so that's why i think i wonder if there are other books that are different that are more like standalone that Sorry. are longer and more in depth even the the, the like I, there were we've read a lot of novels that were better, the, better i agree written than this. i agree and you want to see it was almost perfunctory description of the landscape like almost people's reaction there was a lot of just like constant, like sort of plot being pushed forward by like dialogue about like I'm gonna fix you a meal. Would you like to me to fix? There you was a, meal? a lot of that. Thank you. Yeah. I would enjoy that. Thank you very much, ma'am. And then I'm like talking about chores they're doing, and it's like, <laughs> well, why is this a thing that's going? Well, on? it's just everyday life, maybe, and that's what she wants to show. But yet, it was set against a really dramatic plot. So, like, why have a dramatic right. plot if you're telling right. an everyday the, story? You don't you know, need it. She made him dinner, and then during dinner, he said this, and I then know. you get to the meat of the plot. Like, you don't need to have a. There page, were literally things page like of dialogue. he washed the dishes right. and she dried them. Oh, this time she washed them and he dried them. That's a lot. And like you could take that approach to a novel, but it wasn't like you said. It wasn't like there was attention given to the the setting Mm -hmm. in that way. Whereas they kept saying it was so beautiful, but they didn't really capture us with description. And they didn't. And there, there was like even the last one, like when she's like so sad. She it still is talking about the chores she's doing. Mm And then the same with him and him as dad. I was like, this is such a um, non-dramatic right. interaction. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, her grandfather like leaps in and I know. kills the guy with a knife. And gets killed himself. <laughs> and gets killed himself to deal with that issue. Yeah. This is strange. I don't know. I mean. Although, you know what? This was something we talked about last week. This is the first one where the characters are not rich. Neither. Now she's going to be. But they mm-hmm. were not, and he right. was not. He's not. Well, why is she going? Oh, because he, because Ben had a bunch of stuff. Yeah, evidently, and he was going to gift it to her yeah. and investments and things. But he, the main character, the man is not. Yeah. He's a carpenter. Right. That's true. And his parents don't have any money. And That was actually something interesting. Yeah. It was like sort of the social climbing. Black, right? Black but that's society what... and like the, di- the division between... Freeborn and slavery born at that time. I'm sure there was talk about that and like, oh, if you marry a freeborn, right? Um, that's better because they go back, you know, and they've accomplished things. Um, they did talk about Howard afterwards. I, I read something about her, like, say, hey, if you want to learn about the the black people in the Navy during yeah. the time, read this book. If you want to read about the first law firm in D.C., Black Law I, Firm, I know. read this book. And so that was kind of interesting. That's what I was saying in the beginning. I really did think that mm-hmm. was interesting. And the nuances of that life after slavery was interesting to me because I mm-hmm. feel like you never 
Right. Even in all the classes I've ever taken, I feel like I've really never read about that or learned mm-hmm. about it or honestly thought about it. Yeah. Interesting. And so I did think that was mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, did you find anything to highlight? Yeah. Oh. I highlighted a bunch of stuff. Oh, okay. Um, the mare she'd been helping with had delivered a stillborn foal, which she le- which left her sad. But she knew nature wasn't always kind. And then it just sort of moves on. There's a lot of that in the whole night. Right. To show that, like, she doesn't let her emotions touch her, I think. And then finally she weeps at the end. And you know she's been broken. Mm-hmm. How an alpha male would typically finally let their guard down. And typically mm-hmm. the alpha male will also weep mm-hmm. or cry. They probably don't call it weeping very often. I but. see. It's not very romantic. A man crying is just kind of ugly. No, sometimes a man needs to cry because he needs to see what he is in danger of losing if he doesn't open himself up to love. It's romantic when you cry, sweetie. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'll start crying more often. I mean, I don't want you like crying will, a lot. Will, will we get busy more if I start crying a lot? <laughs> if you come to we bed, have an experiment. If, if you come to bed and I'm just crying, <laughs> you could be like, "Oh, let me let me comfort you." Yeah, and I would hold you like I would want to be held if I was crying, and you can just rest your head on my chest, and I'll hold you. So it might work. <laughs> I'll just start pretend crying <laughs> in bed. It won't work if it's pretend. Uh, you might not know. I'm a very good actor. I'm a thespian, really. Oh. I don't know if you know that about me. So you work as a carpenter and not a lawyer? Yes. I prefer working with my hands, he says, early on in the novel. Uh, so I was a little foreshadowing he's... that he's going to be good with his hands. Oh, is that what it is? I assume, right. So he's a cinnamon roll, but he's he's a he's a chocolate cake in the bedroom. <laughs> uh, that's that's that works in two levels. This is also we best to keep moving on. We haven't talked about the fact that these are black characters. Have we had? Well, any, we did. Well, we talked about slavery and stuff like that. We we didn't talk about the fact that did we read any that are black. Not Nigerians, because that's not quite the same. African yeah, American. I remember the woman in um, the Extraordinary Union. Oh Alyssa yeah, but Cole. it was with a it was with a white man, so that was mm-hmm. that was a scandalous thing. I don't know what. But I wonder this was black really people interesting. Can, I wonder if black people are okay with that. I think some are because some marry white partners. Well, well some are, but especially like. In slavery times, I, I all along I said times. that that was a very hard thing to imagine given right. the power differential. This was different though because they were meeting. Right. That's true. As equals, trying to make their way mm-hmm. in the aftermath of the Civil War. I mean, and there's like the the side around the Native Americans, mm-hmm. the tribes. Yeah, um, that was. What did you think, my Native American? wife i mean i think any book that finds a way to shoehorn in native americans (laughs) the experience of the tribes in the west did they did they do a good job of well describing the experience i think they didn't that wasn't the point of the book right however the idea that 
how they were depicted in the East was very different from her experience of mm -hmm. tribes when living there. And I think that's very true. Yeah. That you can hear stories of people and you have one idea yeah. and you don't know. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, honestly, and you see that, like, that racism extends and that, you know, you have, and that his point of, like, think about how people write about us mm -hmm. as black Americans. Do you think everything they write about Native Americans is true? Yeah. And that the need to, like, push people mm -hmm. to question their assumptions is important. And, I mean, was it, like, woven through the fabric of the novel? No, but it was only a 200-page novel. It was super short. Mm -hmm. I mean, what was she going to do? She so just know. throws us a little tidbit. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it, it is interesting because the main character is part Shoshone. I know. I really wanted them to delve into that more. Like, I was hopeful in the mm -hmm. beginning that they were going to delve into that. And who is um, the doctor's wife? Is she... She's Spanish. She's Hispanic, but I wondered if that meant she, she was Mexican like Mexican or, Mexican or we, th we could read and her story. And she's a... An heiress. Heiress, too. Well, her novel, we could read it, was the oh, first there, one. That's the first that's one. That's the first one. This is the second uh, one. I read this one because someone recommended it as like a novel they wish they could read again for the first time. So oh, I thought, oh, well, let's just read that it then. Person? And I, because I've been who, wanting to read a romance novelist. I'm not going to tell you who, because then that might have you judging well, her writing. It, well, that's the point. If she recommended it and this is a terrible novel, we should knock her off the. Oh, no, I've read list. plenty of her books. Some are good, some are less good. Ah, why are you even following her anymore? Because she's interesting. And she's smart, she's and I like how bad she talks about 50, romance novels. She's bad, that's the whole point of reviewers. You're supposed to get somebody that you like. That bats 100% for you or close to 100%. I mean, do you know how many novels? You don't novels, want somebody to bat 50% Do you know how many you? romance novels come out in a month? Are they all going to speak to me? No. no. But the point is to get a, a reviewer who curates, who reads them, and if they say they're terrible, you agree that they're not good. And if they say they're good, you agree that they're good. That's you interesting. read people. Because I don't really read any romance. Well, there is, you know, the smart women trashy books. They do, uh, they will sometimes give really negative reviews to novels, and I will trust them on that. Hmm. Um, so you just, you just pick up whatever romance novel strikes your fancy. I mean, they're not like it's like a huge investment. Yeah, I know. So I'll read it. If it's not that good, it's not that good. Mm. I've been wanting to read a book by her, but again, I did say, I wonder if there are others that are more in-depth, longer, you can do more with the characters, because I did feel like it just wasn't enough character for me. Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't connect with either of them. Mm -hmm. Do you have a sister? Yes. Her name's Melody. What would you tell her if she took a strange man, took in a strange man, and they had to be alone together for a few days? He stilled and searched her face. She waited. I'd... I'd tell her to be watchful and careful and to be ready to protect herself if need be. Spring nodded. Good advice. <laughs> that doesn't do anything for you? I mean... It's, like, too formal, too polite, too... I don't know. I just... It's just it stretched my... My willingness to believe you like you're supposed to like, yeah. suspend disbelief mm -hmm. and then there's just a lot of things that i have to suspend disbelief for 
And then I just wasn't, I'm willing to forgive if the writing's like really interesting. Right. Yeah. Whereas this was, or if the story's good, the writing doesn't have to be as good. Yeah. Back East, they're portrayed as bloodthirsty killers. The bloodthirsty killers were men who gunned down the Cheyenne children and women and then returned to mutilate their bodies and set the village on fire. Chief Black Kettle and his people had already signed for peace. Oh, I'm sure that's true. It's horrible. So... So the Americans... Yeah. Mutilated? Oh, yeah. You know that happened. No, I didn't. That's what I mean. Like, this history is real. I think it's good to bring it out. You know, I'm I'm definitely for You know, I sent my dad that book that I haven't even read, about the Indigenous People's History of the United States, mm-hmm. and he said it's so horrible he can't even make it through. Right. They So, like, Custer and them, they were mutilating bodies? That's illegal. After they killed them? Was it after they killed him, or was it just That's part it of the killing? Gun down the Cheyenne, children and women, and then return children and women, and then return to mutilate children's and women's bodies. I am sure that people there were stories and there were examples of this. It doesn't mean it was widespread. You know, it doesn't mean it was everybody. I mean, you know what happened in Vietnam? People did stuff like that, but it didn't seem like a a very like. Something that happened often. Well, I don't know. It'd be worth us looking. Maybe that's what we'll read in Indigenous People's History of the United States. We'll take a a pause from Uh romance reading and delve into something different. Right. Well, I mean, the other piece was, like, I realized that the Indigenous people lost in most cases, but there were atrocities on both sides. Yeah. And those are those are documents. But who are well. presented as heroic and who are presented as savages, killers. Not anymore. You can't even celebrate Columbus Day anymore. Okay, what does that have to do with this? Well, it's the whole point, like the colonial powers. There is an idea that there is another history that hasn't been told. And pretty much everyone knows that by now. I don't think everyone knows that, Peter. Think about the world we live in. Some people know that. We know that. People that we interact with a lot. Some of them know it. Mm-hmm. Think about where we live. Do you really think everyone around us in co- in our county <laughs> really recognizes that there's a history that hasn't been told? I mean, really. Absolutely. So if you go up to a random person and you say, um, what do you think about out west? And if you were to say who was right in this. Mm-hmm. They would say, oh, well, you know, I think it is a complicated... They would say it's pretty tragic. I think people know Mm. that the the Native Americans... Another assignment. Perhaps we were going to go engage people in conversation to see if they think there's another story that hasn't been told. I'll leave that to you. Um, Um, Had the sparks been a simple reminder of how long it had been since she'd had a man in her bed? Not that any of the previous experiences ever set her barn on fire, especially not the way her brother and sister-in-law Reagan acted with each other. Hmm. That's the language she has. Mm-hmm. She's a woman of the land. She's a hard, you know, she works the land. She thinks about the farm, yeah. the ranch. Even now, 20 years later, the nation's colored newspapers continued to publish pleas from those searching for sold-away kin. 
That was okay. interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking 1885-ish. Yeah. That's what I mean. There was some interesting history that she incorporated that you mm-hmm. really don't know and learn about. And right. I thought that was, yeah, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. What do you need? She paused. He had a way of asking questions she had no, no ready answers for. None really. Not being respected hasn't made me lose sleep. But respect is a way of acknowledging how valued you are. I know. Or how much you mean to a person. Oh my God. Like, come on. That's very patronizing i mean well it could have been left off because when she says like it hasn't bothered me like Mm -hmm. there was probably a way to show that his respect did make her feel good without even telling us what respect is defining it for us and for her you don't think you're charming charming is used to describe dainty women wearing pretty dresses who drink tea from little china cups not to me he said quietly Charming can be a strength, intelligence, an unconventional way of looking at life. Oh my God. It just threw up in my mouth. Just threw up in my mouth. That is not fair. Mm -hmm. Charming, she's reacting to the time. It's 1885. Like there's a way that women were supposed to be in 1885. And there was a way that was seen as charming. Very self aware for 1885. Now that, but he's a cinnamon roll. So he's like got. A good sense of people's emotions. Yeah, but she, as if she knows she's... Well, she knows she's rejected. Yeah. And now Matt Ketchum. uh, So bad. Such a bad guy. dastardly villain had returned. She hoped he was just passing through, but her gut said no. Regardless of the why, he'd he'd want revenge for having his manhood ridiculed. So she'd have to sleep. She'd have to keep an eye out. He was a coward and wasn't above ambushing her and shooting her in the back. A little foreshadowing. Yeah. Always he flexed his hand. Sore after he punches. Mm-hmm. Catch him. Yes, been a while since I'd done something like that. It'll be worse in the morning if I don't get some ice. Hope Dovey has some. He paused for a moment, weighing what he wanted to say. I put that in blue because, first of all, I don't like that he's like now beating up people. Second, um, do you think they knew about ice back then, putting ice on things? I mean, it would seem like it. I don't. Although, good question. Maybe did they know to put ice to keep the swelling down? Maybe they did, or they could have known that it gave relief. But you're right that that seems questionable. I'm surprised you didn't Google that since that seems like the type of thing you'd want to catch an author I, in. I must have been traveling. Maybe I was on a plane or so something. So you couldn't Google it because that feels like one you'd be like, oh, I would probably this was Google. not true. I must have been on a plane, I'm guessing. I can still feed you to a bear, you know. That's supposed to be funny. It's like an ongoing Right, because she's always saying that. Rising up, he whispered hotly against her. My apologies for being a man who knows his way around a woman's body and not a ham-handed rube who pumps inside you a few times and leaves you unsatisfied. Loving a woman properly is an art, my sweet darling. I mean, is would you disagree? God. 
This is the worst. You don't say that on your first. I you mean, just do it. You do you it. Might. You don't say it. You don't say to it. To someone like her, you might need to say it. I don't think so. I think you just do it. And they both enjoy the experience. And then he doesn't talk about the other men she's been with. Well, they're in yeah, bed together. That's, I agree. That might not be the most romantic thing in the world if I brought up other people. But wasn't that, she saying like she was not used to this? Like, didn't, was this when she said, like, oh, it usually does What's wrong, he asked softly, continuing to pace, smoldering attention to her bed breasts. <laughs> Are you unhappy with the way I'm pleasuring you? Fighting to form words, she replied. I like pleasure, but I don't like how long this is taking or not being able to remember my damn name. He leaned down and drew her nipple into his mouth. <laughs> When she gasped in shuddering response, he chuckled. I can still feed you to a bear, you know. That's where, that's the context. Yeah, so she's like resistant because she's not used to it like going on. She's just like, let's get it done. And he has different plans. So she initiates the conversation, but he is saying, that's not the way it's supposed to be. So that's romantic? I'm just, I want you, well, on, I want I you on record. That. You didn't answer my question. Is that romantic? I can see that it could be for her because she needs to be reassured. Well, I mean, so when you read that, you thought, oh, that's so romantic. No, I didn't. But, <laughs> you know, I, you're already mm. being critical. So I wouldn't ask her to. I don't want to cage her. Just be with her on whatever terms she chooses. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe... I think that's bad advice. You you like lust after someone. You know them for a few days. No, it was Literally longer a than few a days. few days. It was a few, few weeks. No. Yes, because had he not been shot yet? I mean, uh, even if he was shot, it was only a few. He was only recovering for a few days. No, it was like a week. It, and you, then you there said was, a few weeks. Now it's a week. Well, no, because there was the first week. Then he was shot, so that's a whole week. And then his parents came, which was a few days. So it was like almost three weeks, at least. We might not even be totally straight on the timeline. That's 46% into the novel, so I don't think it's very far in the timeline. No, but he was just already in love with her. Uh, I'm sorry. You don't give up whatever you want in life. I think that's bad advice for anybody. You don't give up everything. But maybe you didn't have what you wanted, and you realized that you want something different. That's fine. Say that. Don't say, I will do it on whatever terms she chooses. I think it's just terrible relationship advice. Whatever, you think think it would be romantic if I was like, whatever terms you choose, baby. You just choose the terms. Maybe. Yeah. Should we try that? Uh Uh-huh. Let's try that. I don't think. Whatever terms I choose. (laughs) It was Garrett's first encounter with what the back east papers called an Indian, and nothing about him fit what he'd read, not his speech, manner, or college training. Given how slanderous and insulting the press often portrayed the colored race, he was again humbled that he'd even considered their reporting to be truthful. That was interesting, you know. Uh, I told a you. Black guy right. being racist against the Indians. Right, it was. 
I mean, was it like the most nuanced description? No, but was it an interesting idea about people? Yes. And there's like this history in this novel that is interesting. I keep saying it over and over. That was interesting. So my here's an interesting uh, the third installment of Frederick Fred Douglass's autobiography. So Fred, first of all, they did they really call him Fred? <laughs> Maybe some people were really on close terms with him. Um, and um, did it come out in installments, and was it widely read? Maybe it came out. Well, didn't it come out in the newspaper? I don't know. Um, and I, you know, that was like That's the thing back then there was we, to publish. What do we read now? Do they we compiled. Read the don't you think they together? put it all together? Okay. I read it in college. Yeah. Oh, and then there was that interesting, he did talk about the Navy. He had this whole little like sidetrack yeah. in the Navy. So the British built for, ships. For the Confederacy. For the Confederacy. Is that true? It must be. Really? Well, you know, they say that the South was close to winning at one point. Right. And they had backing right. of other countries. And the big question was who was going to support whom. And well, if. She, she had some books to look at. She must know this. I that's mean, this what I mean. Be, this did feel researched. Like this felt like there is this history out there that it hasn't been told. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you some little tidbits of it. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry, she said quietly. How many other colored sailors were on the ship with you? About 15. A couple were freeborn, and the stories they shared about their families opened my eyes to the differences between their upbringing and mine. One man from Massachusetts had been a sailor for over 30 years. His family had been whalers since before America mm -hmm. broke with Britain. Some of the freeborn had no slaves in their family what, whatsoever. That shocked me. That was, that was interesting right. stuff. And it just sort of like... Little tidbits thrown in there, and then they didn't really dive deep into that. But that's okay. That's. I mean, I think it's adding it in mm -hmm. as like the context for what this is happening is is enough. Um, mm -hmm. And it really is. I mean, we haven't read anything like that at yeah. this point. See, I think the problem is like he's too heroic to be a cinnamon. Like, he, he has the line, but the most valuable thing I learned in the Navy was to be. how to walk in this world as a free man. Like, reading. It changed me forever. It's too heroic. But he's studious. He's, like, thoughtful. He's not into fighting, even if he did fight a little. You can be heroic as a cinnamon roll. Oh. You don't have to be. But heroic in the physical way. But that's not what this is about. This is about the mental. Yeah, but I mean, that's how he was heroic in this. Not really. It he was... beat up Matt Ketchum, gave him a bloody nose. But that's not, I mean, he, that wasn't who he is. Right. It would have been better if he used his mind. Well, he used if his he, mind with if her. If he dished out some like legal, like, I know they did keep saying, I, he kept saying things like, I want to be the lawyer, I want to do this, and I was like, why don't we see him do something right. like that? Like, let's do something different. Use his mind his, rather than his body. Right, let's see an excerpt from the article he wrote. Mm -hmm. Like, let's yeah, see those sides of him. He did a man, he was a man who did many things well, but most of all, he was kind. And again, she wondered if this was love. She decided to believe it was. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like that was the moment. It was like, okay, 
that's like yeah, a know. little bit too I mean, that's formulaic. My thing is just, it just didn't feel like they really, like it didn't feel like there was truly this love between them. The last highlight is Garrett supposed he could live with that as long as Matt was convicted, which was in no way guaranteed considering the uneven justice the nation's court tended to dispense in cases involving members of the race. The 1857 Supreme Court decision of Dred Scott versus Sanford continued to influence judiciary thinking, and he <laughs> doubted its ramifications would be banished in his lifetime, if ever. Like, it's a lot, a lot, of, a lot of thinking <laughs> going on there. That sounds a little bit like an essay, you know. Unlikely that he's really thinking, thinking quite that right. coherently about it, in, right. just as he's walking about, and this guy who shot him in the back. Or pay, or got someone to shoot him in the back. It was very unclear. Yeah. So that's the last highlight. I mean, well, you know what? It's worth reading because there were interesting historical perspectives included in the novel. It's worth reading the end where she highlights a bunch of books that she read in order to sprinkle in those facts. Just read those history books, and then you don't have to read a bad novel. That, yeah, that but barely reading touches on those. A things. romance novel is a friendlier way to introduce people to the history. It sets it up as real people who were living and loving. But definitely loving. don't start on this romance novel if you're starting on romance novels. I mean, probably not the first, no, because the things about it that were worth reading were not to, the romance. If you get to like 500 or higher romance novels, it might be in the top five. Oh, well, I've definitely read um, more than 500 novels. Are you kidding? Yeah. Wouldn't be like, the top 100, not the top 200. Not the top you 400. Don't even, you've read what? You haven't even read Definitely 20 yet. Definitely not the top 450, but maybe it's 500. You're not even at 20. I know, but it's this. It they can't be that bad. If they're all that bad, we won't make it to Stop 50. calling it. It is not that bad. It's not a great novel. It's okay. not even a really good novel. You know what? You The point of this podcast is not to critique romance novels. It is to figure out what is of value in them. Well... I can't help it that some of them are not good, and I notice that, and it's hard to slog through bad ones. The point that the, the reason I'm reading them is because I want to learn something about romance, and I learned hardly anything And you about did. Romance. You learned when someone's, when a, you, the person you love is upset, you gather them close, and you don't try to get busy. You just hold them. I didn't learn that. I said that was the only good thing. Well, you're reminded of that. Right. And you did learn some interesting historical facts about America after the Civil War. Not worth the hours that I spent. It couldn't have been hours. that many hours. It was not that long. Probably at least three. I'm a slow reader. Three hours on a plane. You can handle it. You weren't even dealing with kids this week. So mm. I don't think it was too much of a hardship. So what are we reading next week? Okay, well, we are going to read. This is going to be the first time that we have read a novel by someone we've already read. Um, the woman, Kate Claiborne, who wrote Love Lettering, mm -hmm. has a new book out. Okay. And it's called Georgie All Along. Georgie All Along. And I wasn't going to read it because, um, you know, I've been trying to read all different romance writers, trying to really have a broad... but. I just genuinely want to read it, mm. 
but I didn't want to read it before you because why do that? Yeah. So we're that? gonna just go for it, and I have no idea if it's good. Okay. But I really want to read it. So. I'm sure it'll be fine. She's a talented writer. So it'll be interesting. All right. Until next week. Next week. <laughs>